Yeah, we're looking at this half hour at a new study out of the U.S. that showed that alcohol-related deaths jumped 25% during the first year of the pandemic. And of course, uh, the, the assumption is, this isn't definite, but the assumption it is, is related to conditions that existed during the pandemic. Uh, certainly curious. We wanted her to know, though, I mean, these are this is an American study. Uh, these were American numbers. The highest age group, the age group that was the most uh, surprising perhaps was the 25 to 44 age group where more people died of alcohol-related deaths, according to this study, than died of COVID over that first year. So we wanted to find out how that might translate to this country. It's not quite as dramatic, but still, it is something to take notice of. And it does seem like the pandemic accelerated an existing problem and also speeds up the need to find some kind of solutions. So joining me now is Adam Shirk. He's a scientist at the Canadian Institute for Substance Use Research at the University of Victoria. Adam, thank you so much for your time tonight. Thanks for having me on. I guess the the obvious question, this is a, a kind of study in the U.S. where it showed this 25% increase in alcohol-related deaths in that first year of the pandemic, 2020. And I was also told that that trend has sort of continued into 2021, although those numbers aren't finalized yet. I was just wondering at your initial reaction to the findings, whether you were surprised by them or not. I wouldn't say surprised. Um, that number is quite high, that 25% increase, but we have seen commensurate um, increases in, in alcohol sales in Canada. Not that high, but in around the 5% range. And whenever use goes up, whenever alcohol sales goes up, we're going to see an increase in alcohol-caused harms too. So that, that number is probably a little higher than what we're looking at in Canada, but it certainly doesn't surprise me. One of the things that was, I mean, this tie between the increase in alcohol-related harms and the pandemic, I think anecdotally, a lot of us suspected it might happen. But have you in fact seen, is it, is it proven now that beyond this, that we have seen uh, that increase in, in alcohol-related harm due to the pandemic? Well, I think the, the first thing to note is that a 25% increase is a lot, but even pre-pandemic, you know, before the pandemic, the harms caused by alcohol, both in Canada and the U.S., were very high. So alcohol is responsible for a pretty large burden of death and disability. Um, it's not always talked about, but it's there. In Canada, about 20,000 deaths every year are caused um, by alcohol. So, so we've seen these increases um, after the pandemic began with higher alcohol sales, especially at the beginning of the pandemic. And that's moved somewhat into, into harms, but the baseline level of those harms was already very high. One of the interesting findings in the American study was a huge jump specifically for, you know, age group 25 to 44. Uh, I don't know why that might be surprising, but I found it surprising when I read it. Um, does that jive with what you see in Canada as well? That's difficult to say. So, that, so drinking across the life course, you know, the age that we are, it changes on average. Um, when we're younger, we tend to kind of almost concentrate our drinking into more occasions, you know, we're going out or this sort of thing. And then as we age, we spread that consumption out <clears throat> over more days. Um, so uh, th that is something that um, when we get a little bit of an increase in use or increase in alcohol sales, uh, we kind of will see that go more into that, those occasion-based drinks. And, and those can be very harmful, you know, in terms of injuries, um, acute injuries that can happen to someone uh, while they're drinking at a certain time. I guess the underlying truth here is that alcohol uh, continues 
to kill people at, at quite an alarming rate. Yeah, yes. Uh, I'm trying to take the focus a little bit off the changes after, um, after the pandemic began, because the fact remains that, you know, pandemic or not, um, many of us use alcohol and wherever we're using alcohol, it's causing harm. So, you know, alcohol is, is one of the four leading behavioral risk factors for cancer, even though a lot of people, uh, around 50% of Canadians still don't know that alcohol causes cancer. Those type of chronic conditions that build up over time, um, they, they, they are responsible for a pretty high burden of death and disability in the population. When you look at some of the factors that may have driven any increase during the pandemic, uh, one of the factors that was brought up in my conversation earlier was the idea that, that, that A, there were people relapsing, and B, that people couldn't find or weren't able to access the sort of help or support networks that may have been in place for them pre-pandemic. Is, is that something that, uh, how do you read that? Yes, <clears throat> especially, excuse me, especially at the beginning of the pandemic, Many places where people would have presented for help, they were closed because everybody was trying to figure out where this pandemic would go. And so across all substances, across alcohol and across, across opioid use, um, we saw this where people didn't have any place to go to turn to for help. And so that did lead to, to an increase um, in, you know, with, with opioids uh, in overdoses and with alcoholic, very heavy use. So that at the beginning of the pandemic, when lots of places were closed, that definitely was an issue there. Now, as we move through um, the pandemic further on from the beginning, those places have opened back up. And so that bottleneck has kind of been removed. What are some of the, I mean, there are clearly things that, that can be done to try to combat this. Uh, what are some of the things that you've looked into that might work in terms of public policy for combating this high rate of alcohol-related deaths and an increasing rate of alcohol-related deaths? Yeah, so one of the interesting things with the pandemic was um, at the beginning, it brought about changes in alcohol policy and erosion of alcohol policies. So, for example, um, <clears throat> a lot of provinces in Canada they allowed for the first time online retailing or at-home delivery. They allowed shops to have longer hours. And then another important one is that when you pick up um, a meal at a restaurant to take away, you can take alcohol with it. Now, it's not the same in every province, but, but many of them have gone to that. And so these um, seemingly small changes, they're kind of like the straw that broke the camel's back. They all add together they're pushing in the same direction to make alcohol easier to access, more available, and that pushes up our use of alcohol. You know, all of us um, use a little bit more and over a population that that adds up to a lot. So one of the things that we would encourage governments to look at from a policy lens is re-strengthening those alcohol policies that were eroded at the beginning of COVID. I guess part of that was to allow um, the service, the, the service sector, the hospitality sector, which is which does well on alcohol sales, to allow them to try to recapture a bit of that. Is, is there a bit of a and, and pardon the use of the term addiction, but is there a bit of an addiction to the kind of revenue that alcohol generates from tax revenue to <clears throat> revenue within within the hospitality industry? Um, yeah. Uh, Firstly, I think what you said is right. Like at the beginning of the pandemic, restaurants in particular were really struggling. I understand that that's why governments allowed takeaway alcohol, these sorts of things. 
to buoy those economic times when they were very difficult for restaurants. Now we're kind of moving past that so we can look at, at again, re-strengthening those policies. Um, another thing that I wanted to say was alcohol, in terms of the price of alcohol, uh, it's, at, it's at a reasonably fair level in Canada, but we can still find alcohol that's, that's very cheap. And so another policy that governments can implement is putting in a floor price on a unit of alcohol, a unit of ethanol, that kind of just removes the very cheap alcohol um, from the system. It's called a minimum unit price. And this minimum unit price kind of targets that super cheap alcohol. That's another thing that governments could consider. Adam, thank you so much for your time tonight. I appreciate it. Thanks so much for having me on.